and then, then we'll get back in January. Okay? So, I do want to get back to the text. Um, and what, I, what I'm going to start is, everybody, it's on this page, page 212, it's Memchet Amud Bet, 48b. And if somebody to help me, I'd like everybody to have their kind of a zone in front of you. Forty-eight bet. Amar Rav Nachman Moshe Tikein the Israel. Okay, forty-eight B, page two twelve here. Amar Rav Nachman Moshe Tikein the Okay, so let's before we do this, we get the background. Let's turn to to page forty-four in, in your blue books. So, we've been dealing to a large extent with Zimun, right? With the invitation to Birkat Hamazon. There are different ones. There are ones, as you know, for Sheva Brachot. There, there's Grace After Meals. There's a, one even for Brit um, Milah. So, there are different ones itself, but this is the major one, and we've dealt with who has to be there, how many people have to be there, can you count others. What happens if you don't have ten? Is it around ten? Is it more than says it says? It could be seven and eight. When you say add Elokeinu, etc. We've also seen that they would have the custom, though we don't anymore. That once you hit a hundred, once you hit a thousand, once you hit ten thousand, etc. We just add Elokeinu. Now the bra- the the, the Mazon is made up of a number number of brachot. The first one, which you're all familiar with, is page forty-five. Okay which is a, a, a full bracha, and that it begins with a bracha, and ends with a bracha, hazanetakol. The second one begins on 46, without the beginning of a bracha, and ends at the top of 50, ala aretz v'yala mazon. You're all familiar with this, but it's good to review it before we get into the text itself. The third one begins with rachim, Again, without the beginning of bracha, and ends on page 54 with Bonebi Rachamab Yerushalayim Amen. We'll come to that Amen yet, why that Amen is there. And then we have another one that begins with the beginning of the bracha, but really doesn't end. There's no real ending to it. Okay? The Yeru at the end is, is, is just an addition. The best you can say is Magdil Shalom Yaseh Shalom Aleinu V'Akol Yisrael V'Yimru Amen, page 60. But there's no bracha attached to it. Okay? That's the, 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 way, the building blocks of Birkat HaMazon. Okay? Hazan etakol, ala aretz ve'alamazon, boneh barachamav Yerushalayim Amen, and then the last one. 
the Talmud now is going to go in after all of the discussions of Birkat Mazon. How do you do Zimun? Do you, how, do, what do people have to eat? How much do they have to eat? Now it says, uh, where do we get it from? Where does it come from? How do we know that you're supposed to say Birkat Mazon, grace after meals, after you eat? Well, that's yet, I'm not answering for answers yet. It's not so clear. <laughs> Typical Jewish group. <laughs> okay? So, so the Talmud now is going to say where did each of them come, where the, the general concept come from, and where did each of the brachot come from, and where do you insert Shabbat, and where do other insertions come, and what happens if you forgot to insert, and as we'll see, what seems to be so clear, because we know the text so well, from the rabbi's point of view, is not as clear as the case, and may have had other, shall we say, versions that we right iterations or versions are than than we were used to, and we're currently used to as well. Okay, so we're going to begin with Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman is in, in Babylonia. He's now going to deal with something which is Birkat Amazon is clearly out by that time. And he's looking back and says, where do we get all this from? People, How do we know it? People are doing it on a right Oh, way. yeah. The Birkat Amazon is, is a fairly early in terms of the chronology. All right. Somebody want to take it today? Michael. I don't mind if you yell out corrections. Right. This one's, actually, this one's pretty easy. It's mostly Hebrew, so got it. Um, only missed half a word that was the most important word not a problem you know it's like uh, I'll be the mockery for you when you return so they're now telling us they're now telling us where you get the blessings from now what is it? What does this remind you of? It reminds you of where Shachrit, Mincha, and Marev come from. Okay? Who created Shachrit? Avram. How do I know Avram? All of the things that are early morning. Who created Mincha? Yitzhak Basadeh. He went out to meditate in the field, and then his wife comes, and Rebecca comes. And who, did, and who created Mariv? Yaakov. Okay, the whole dream and everything else. We don't know. Clearly it's much later, etc. But as we'll see, and in this case, we're gonna, they're going to suggest that Birkat Amazon is Midoraita from the Torah itself. All the blessings have a chronology attached to them. The first blessing was Moses. When? When the man came. Hazanetakol. When the manna came down, they, Moses created this blessing of God, of thanking God for giving food to everybody. Hazanet Hakol. Next. Okay, so Yehoshua Birkata Aretz. Why does it make sense to have Yehoshua as Birkata Aretz? The conquest. Right? Moses never saw the land. He saw it from afar. He never entered the land, etc. The first time the land really becomes theirs is Allah Aretz. So you have a Zanetakol, Allah Aretz, Vialhamazon. 
Okay, the Aretz is the key word there, and therefore it's Yoshua when he came into the land and conquered it. But of course, he never conquered Jerusalem. It was still a Jebusite city. It was David who conquered it, brought up the ark. It was Shlomo who built the temple. David u Shlomo. Okay, now I can't tell you, it doesn't say David made X and Shlomo added. We don't know. Maybe, you know, they were around together for a while. David Shlomo tiknu Yerushalayim. Why does that make sense? Because they did. They were the builders of Jerusalem. Okay? So, now they're going to say, in fact, I can actually parse out what David did and what Shlomo did. Ah, okay. So what is David thanks God for Jerusalem? Shlomo thanks God for the building of the temple. And this is really it's really very nice the way they've taken biblical verses and suggested that, you know, you wander the short if you were alive during Moses, it was good enough to do the first paragraph. Yoshua came and added a second paragraph as such. David and Shlomo came and added a third paragraph. Most interesting is the fourth one. Okay, so why does it end because that was the end of Rekadamazon. In Yavne, Okay, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and all of those who went to Yavne added another one for Harugei Beitar. Okay, what year are we talking about? 160. No, 135 of the common era. Okay, the, the end of the Bar Kokhva revolt. Okay, the fall of Beitar as the last vestige of Jewish independence. Against the, the the Romans and the rebellion, and at that point we really don't see a, a, you know another Jewish Commonwealth until 1948. Really, okay. This was the Bar Kokhba revolt, the fall of Beitar. Now, why would you add something for those who were killed during the War of Beitar? Keep reading. <laughs> Okay, so number one, this is a well-known reason. Those of you who have a, a, a regular Talmud, you'll look in the top right corner, you'll see many places that it occurs in Tanit, and what we call Megillah Tanit, in, in Yerushalmi, etc. What happened? The Romans killed many people and would not allow the Jews to bury their dead. When they were finally allowed, the battles were over, and the, the Jewish community was allowed to bury their dead, they add Hatov Hametiv. God who is good and creates good. Hatov shelo that their bodies did not putrefy, they didn't smell. Vehametiv, that we were able to give them a Jewish burial. Okay? So it's not a bracha, it's not the same way as the other two are, Moshe, Yoshua, David, Shlomo. 
We're now dealing with, if you will, a more historical reason in Yavne, not biblical, post-Second Temple, sitting in, in Yavne, after the Hadrianic Revolt, after the Bar Kokhba Revolt, Betar, the last vestige of the Jewish Commonwealth. We thank God that we could bury our dead, basically. And that's why we add Hatov Vahametiv. So, why do, do we, was it Boneb Baracham of Yushalayim Amen? Because that was the end. That was the end of Rekadamazon. That's the biblical part of it, if you will, the way they saw it, Midoraita. The last part was more historical and a sense of thanking God for something that, you know, kind of who would thought, think of those kind of things besides Jews? Okay? How, how many Palestinians have, have, has Israel given up for prisoners to bury Jewish dead? It's the same principle. Okay? We bury our own in the lands that we can. Same, it's the same principle. Okay? So, we now have, at least until now, a paragraph by paragraph or bracha by bracha uh, synopsis of how these things came about. Kachi. Now, Tanu Rabban, this is how you're supposed to say Birkat Amazon. <coughs> Hazan. Okay, that's exactly what we do. Hazan et Tako. Second one, Allah Aretz, the Allah Mazon. Pretty clear. Bone Yerushalayim or Achamav. The fourth one now is Hatova Mitiv to do the full one. And. Okay, so the question is when you have Shabbat, which is Ritseva Hafitsenu, where does that paragraph go? Where does it go? The first suggestion is it begins with Nechama, which is Rachem, and ends with Nechama, Boneba Rachama, Yerushalayim, Amen. Okay, that's the first suggestion. We'll see there's a, a little bit of a, of a, dis, a dif, disagreement. That's, of course, where we have it. Right? It comes in the, the Nichama prayer, the comfort prayer. Rachem, Hashem, etc. And ends Boneber Rachamav. That's the bracha known as Nichama, as comfort, consolation. And it's in that bracha it's suggested at first that it should be said. Okay? The Omer. Okay, you begin with Nichama, Rachem. You end Bonei Yerushalayim. Kedushata Yom is Ritzevach You put that in the middle, which is, of course, the way we actually do it. Rabbi Eliezer Omer would say the Omer Benachama. Omra. You want to do it in Nechama? Good enough. That's fine. But if you want to put it into the second bracha, Allah Aretz Valamazon, also good. Omra. If you want to put it into the last one, as long as you say it according to Rabbi Yezer, it doesn't have a set, a set place. You have to say it as part of Birkat Amazon, 
but it, there's not a, a set place in which the in the brachot in which you have to say it. Okay, and the Chachamim say, when you say it, only in Nechama. That's its place. Everything in liturgy has its place. That's its place. You can't go to one house and they'll put it into the second bracha. And then you go to somebody else's house and they put it into the third bracha. You don't know what you're saying. Like, like anything in liturgical sense, it's got to have a place. And it, it is only in Nechama, the bracha of Rachim. Tanakama. We started with Tanu Rabbanan, Seder Berkat Amazon, etc., and said it's in Nechama. Chachamim, it's the same answer as Tanakama. Why the Chachamim? Who is Chachamim? We don't know. The sages. But they've, that view has already been professed. That view has already been given. That view is already there. Why do we need it? another statement? And the, and the response is. Diavad. What's Diavad? The way you actually do it. Alright? In other words, what they're saying here is Ika Beinaihu, the difference between them, Diavad. The Tanu Rabbanan is, they're a little more lenient. The Chachamim come and say, no, no, no. The only place that it's to be said is Nechama, in the second paragraph, which is, of course, the way we do it. Alright? So, what, what I want to do, which you don't have, is so I'll do the reading. I want to look at the Iunim. It says Moshe Tikin. Okay, those of you who have it. Okay, so. It appears, which is true, that the first three come from the Torah. If they come from the Torah, how come you didn't say that you only add one in, in David and Shlomo? That's post-Torah. All right, Moshe and, and Yoshua, Mela. Okay, it's Torah right afterwards. But David and Shlomo is much later. Either you're going to say it, how come when you add at that point? That the essence of the brachot and the hinting of saying them already comes from the Torah. Ella miteva or misignon, but the style, the actual words of brachot to Israel. The essence was already there, but the way they were put actually into the liturgy, into the words, into the phrases, was added later. In other words, what, basically, what the, the answer is, everybody knew that you had to say something about Bonei Yerushalayim as such, but it wasn't until David and Shlomo came who actually added, you know, created the liturgy for it and actually made the signon. The signon today is style. Okay? The linguistic style, the actual words. So... What, what bothers him here? What bothers, obviously, is it's either from the Torah or not from the Torah. David Shlomo is not the Torah. It's much later. And the response, ultimately, is the essence of Birkat Amazon all comes from the Torah. The words themselves were added over a period of time. That's the Haggadah concept. There's so many things that we have over a period of time. That's the addition of the 19th bracha in the Shemona Esrei, 
that things are added over a period of time even though you knew that you had to say them approximately and if not in those words then at least in terms of the essence of the prayer itself so this is a way to look at prayer in terms of its more chronological uh, concept of his of a historical moment when prayers are added okay when prayers are added at historical moments to a large extent the liturgy has been fixed for many generations many generations but it is renewed and renewed all the time is very new okay it has become the liturgical part of basically everybody except for the ultra orthodox hmm? Hallel is already has biblical overtone yeah. no on the day itself but in terms of liturgical concept okay you you get you the, there are so there are liturgical uh, things the nachem of uh, Tishabav okay Tishabav afternoon this is the only time you recite nachem when you have comfort and it talks about Jerusalem being destroyed if you look at our text it all it adds is one word shehita that was destroyed and, and scattered and everything else etc. And there are, in the Orthodox movement itself, people using that kind of phrases as well for nothing. Because you can't really say Jerusalem destroyed and everything else, thank God. So you get liturgical lit- liturgy responding. I wrote an article um, for the you know, Conservative Judaism, Allah wa Shalom, which doesn't exist anymore, called Liturgy as Ideology. And, and I took the Tfilali Shalom Hamdina, the prayer for the State of Israel, and I traced it through a number of different recensions in the conservative movement, the religious Zionist movement, um, and the kind of the modern Orthodox movement. And the changes in the prayer dealing with when it was written and what were the circumstances of the writers. Um, they published it. It's, it's in the and I think it was. I think, personally, I think it was a good article because it, what it showed you is that liturgy itself has to convey historical data and is not just aspirational it is also situational example if you look it just take the cedarim of the conservative movement you remember the the blue ones that we used to use had it talked about there of the prayer of um, uh, of the um, um, basically that people had come back from the, well, it wasn't the prayer that we gave them. It was it was all any seem for for uh, uh, for not for Hanukkah for Yom Haatzmaut. That's what I use. Um, it's talked about show. It was basically a show. Uh, the, the stragglers came out and built over a period of time. You had less emphasis on the Shoah, and if you look at the Alanisim that we recite, it deals more with Alanisim, the great victory of the people. If you look at the Israeli versus the diaspora. And they were also different liturgical things. If you looked at the religious Zionists, it was much more of the promise that God had given us. And we are now back into the land because they're all they were all anisim for Yom Haatzmaut prayers written by the Kibbutz Hadati. So liturgy, I'd like to suggest, also has to reflect not only your ideology, which is important, but also some of the historical data. Okay, so another example there is. Uh, in the Slichot and also in in um, the uh, prayers of Ne'ilah 
one of the prayers written by Yanai in the 9th, 10th century, again, talks about it, Jerusalem destroyed, people scattered, etc. We've changed those words. You just can't say them, thank God. Okay? So all of that occurs in a certain point. So what he's saying here, to some extent, is the same thing. There are moments in history where you know you have to be able to, you know, so the context is there, but the situation brings the words out and the phrases. Okay? Um, and, and I'd like to think that my article adds to that kind of concept in terms of the ideological, historical context of a, a new prayer and how you see it over the course of, you know, post from 48 to, well, it's not 48, probably 51 was the first time until when I wrote the article, early 2000s. Okay? Second one, Hatova Metib Yavne. No, 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 I'm still, I'm still in the Iyunim. Okay? Lefihai esper shibirkat Hatova Metib hutkena lezecher kfurat harugei Tamua, madua huknasala berkadamazon. Even if you say that that you use the last one for the people who are who are buried at Beitar, to add that three times a day when you say berkadamazon, aren't there greater miracles? Aren't there other things that you can add? Well, it's so significant about this to say that's the reason that we add a tova metiv. Who must be rim kima harsh berkadamazon kula hoda Allah Hashem since it's all praise and thanks to God, we added another sense of thanksgiving. And it was thanksgiving from the Jewish people at that point in terms of burying the people who died at, at Beitar. That because they believed, the authors of this, that we would not have our own independence and we would not have our own uh, sense of sovereignty not until 48 but until the Mashiach meaning this was the last vestige until Mashiach's site we added Harugei Beitar to the people who died at Beitar to Bonei Yerushalayim in a sense it's an aspirational hope that the Messiah will come that we will be able to go back to the concept of Beitar alright what well, who, who, whose group was Beitar? Recently or back then? Back yeah, only a few years ago. Who, who was Beitar? Who, who huh? Jabotinsky. All right. Why did he pick Beitar? Because of Beitar. Because Beitar Lota. Okay. Well, Beitar will not fall again to a large extent. Okay. I mean, that's became the concept, and that became, of course, the youth group of Beitar. And there's some have said we added a tinge of sadness to Birkat Amazon. So we shouldn't be in overreaching joy. And then even the Meiri says, even in times when there's great joy, there's still a tinge of sadness. What's the joy? We're satiated. We've eaten. We've eaten. We have food. You shouldn't be also always overjoyed and take it for granted. This is also a common thing. What do we do at the end of a wedding? Okay, all of these things that even there's no total joy for the Jewish people. Corner on Right, etc. Okay, that's just a, again a concept that at least the Miri suggests. And again, 13th century, destroyed Jerusalem, 
crusades, post-crusades, or around that time, always a tinge of sadness to Jewish life. Never total rejoicing. Okay? And that's the case today, too. Even if things are good, we find things that are bad. So that's where they are stuck. Well, this this concept, yeah. I mean, the the, the ultra orthodox. There's no. The sta- it's a secular state. They don't accept the secular state. They'll cooperate with the secular state in order to take what they need for it. To, it's, it might as well be sitting in gullus because that's the way they see the state in that sense. Okay. So. Now, let, I'll just do Orach HaHalacha. Seder Brachot Berkat Amazon, Hazan HaAretz Yerushalayim Vatov Meitiv, which is what we know, we just did. HaBrachah B'Shabbat, B'Shabbat Matchil B'Nechama, U'Mnesayim Ba, V'Omer Kedushat Hayom Ba'Emtza. Exactly what it say in the Nachim prayer. So, this, this, is, this is how this came about. The whole prayer, it's already, you know, standardized. Now, they're not happy yet, because the response is, it says, Hazan was Moses. Now, where did Moses really get this from? So let's go back to our text. Okay. That's the Nessia's answer that even beforehand. That's but that's not the old you know, again, what is the framework? That's Hazan. Hazan Netakul. You should be eat, be satisfied, and bless. Hazimun. Et Hashem Elokecha. What's Zimun again? Rabotai Nevarech. Okay? That's where it comes from. Okay? Et Hashem Elokecha. Okay? Next. That's pretty simple. Okay? That's pretty simple. Next. Hatova from the verse is Yerushalayim. Well, that's not so clear. We can get Hazanetako from, you know, the Chalta Savata, God gives us food. Hashem Alokecha Zimun. Well, because we say Alokecha, right? When we have enough people there. That's pretty simple. But Tova is Yerushalayim? That we got. We need another proof text for. Okay, so. It's the beginning of, of Dvarim. God says, I'm going to give you all of this stuff. And what is Hahar Hatov? Yerushalayim, the Temple Mount. The Temple Mount. Okay, which we have no, which UNESCO says, of course, we have no inheritance to. Right? Hahar Hatov, the Midrash says, is already Yerushalayim. Bone Yerushalayim comes from, again, Hatova. Hatova, Hatova are, are in a sense the same thing in this case. Um, and uh, we now have that. And Asher Natanla. Now that, of course, is the um, a sense that it comes from the Torah itself. 
not Beitar. I mean, it's, it doesn't, you know, Beitar is clearly long after the Torah, but they're suggesting it, that it's already there um, from, from the point of view of uh, <coughs> the, the prayers themselves. And the verse, you know, Right? Um, from the from Devarim itself. Okay, so here, here's one of the pet peeves. We all know, you know, whatever, when you go to a Jewish simcha, when you go to an event, etc., we all, everybody, you know, you have to have the Rabbi do Birkat Amazon, or the oldest uncle, the oldest of Hamotzi. You gotta have the Rabbi do Hamotzi or the oldest uncle, right? That's the way it works normally. The grandparents, you gotta give them something to do. They bless the wine, they bless the bread. Well, every fa- every Jewish family. It, uh, I don't care. You know how many times I've seen this? Now we're going to call upon Zaini and Bobby to read the Lidas and Kiddush, which that drives me nuts. There's no Kiddush at a wedding or a, or a bar mitzvah. But, you know, they're going to... They, they hobble up and everybody, nobody pays attention. And th- yeah, and then we sing tradition. And, you know, it's a, I, there's so many of them I can tell you exactly what happens with every disc jockey there is. Um, okay, it's always the same thing. And, and Oh, let's have a hand for Bobby and Zaidi, you know, that kind, that kind of thing. Always the old uncles and aunts. So in our family, I had, a, I had a, my dad's, one of my dad's older brothers, God bless, passed away in about 94. Uncle Abe was always asked at the Simplas. The question was when Uncle Abe passed away, who was next? You know, it's a, so it became my cousin Marvin, who was a little older. We got him good. He's about seven, you know, in his 70s already. He was the, the oldest of all the first cousins. At that point, we'd lost the, the upper generation. Why is it Bobby and and not Saba Visarte? In most cases, not Saba Visarte. No, the question is, Jews are all over the world. Why is it only the European Jews are mentioned than the rest of the world? That's because this jockeys aren't going to call. When I call up there, my name is Saba and Safta. But I guarantee they're not going unless they're told the disc jockeys to call up. They're not going to call them Sabu and Safta. They're going to call them Bubi and Zaidi. That's the way it works. That's the way it is. Everybody decides. Almost all of us grew up in an Ashkenaz world. Most of us. I didn't know what a Sephardic Jew was except for a movie in Hebrew school one year. <laughs> Everybody has their own names for their, you know. I, I, those of you who are not grandparents, what you'll find, I can guarantee, is you'll think that you want you to be called X and whatever the kid calls you is good enough. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Whatever they call you, it's good enough. We got... Uh, what? When two years old, it was explained that, that grandma and Safta is the same and Ruti calls me Ima. So she declared... There you go. <laughs> right. they, whatever they call you, you know. We're lucky that we wanted to be sub and sub, so we're called sub and sub. But it doesn't mean that we we started in a, in our case, you know, with with Brian and myself. I was Abba, and she was going to be Ima. It was became Abba. I was Abba, because there weren't too many Abbas. She became mommy. Everybody else, everybody called their their mom mommy. So that's the way they do it. Still, it's mom and Abba. mom and Abba. Kakasa, you know. Whatever. So you always ask the, the first. The first grandchild, you always says, uh, "What do you want to be called?" You know, you just want to be called to see the grandchildren. Frankly, <laughs> who cares what they call you? I don't know about a great grandchild there. I'm not up to there, so I have to deal with other people who have those. All, All right, Saba Rabba, Saba. Whatever. You know. Anyhow, so the, the point being that Hamotzi is very nice, but it's not Torah. Birkat is from the Torah. Okay? It never says in the Torah you should make a motzi. 
and have the disc jockey call you up. <laughs> I've not yet seen that. It's the same thing as I, I have not seen in the Talmud that even at the bar mitzvahs you have to pick up everybody in the in the family in a chair. I'm, not, I'm still looking for that one. You know, before you know it, we'll see. Do I do have an avila? It just I don't know. I keep looking for that source. I haven't found it. But be that as it may, so it says, "Ainli el acharav." I know acharav. I know the blessing afterwards. Doesn't make sense to say a blessing first. Okay? Don't you say great? I mean, what do Christians do? They say grace first before you start. Don't you thank God? So this is this is an after the fact. There is a sense that you really have to say all the which we talked about at one point. In, in we studied the eighth chapter of all the blessings of Bore Priyagafen and Bore Priyaits and Hamotzi and all the rest of them. Shouldn't those be recited too? Where do we know that you're supposed to recite them? Which means they were reciting them, but now where's the source? Where's the source? Yes. You look puzzled for question what? Uh, no, when they say grace, well, we say the brachas, it's the same thing. But we don't, the, the bracha, but it makes a lot of sense. God forgiving us, creator. No, 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 no. You, you, you didn't listen. Just listen carefully. What, what they, that, the, we know that there's a bracha afterwards, Berkatamazon. How do we know there's one beforehand? Just because your father taught you is not good enough. <coughs> no, because the Torah, because it's not in the Torah. In your case, your father. Okay. Enough. Christians, do, Christians don't do one afterwards, as far as I know, but we'll do grace, and, and I can understand why it makes sense to do one beforehand, even if you don't do one afterwards. Before you eat, you thank God. You know, what do we do before we light candles? What do we do before we do X? Almost anything, we say the bracha. Okay. But it's not in the Torah. So they want to find out what's the source. Meaning they were saying it, but you need a biblical source to be able to really show where it comes from. Okay, and the response is? Savea, Savea. Shekem is a brilliant answer. And it's not, it's not Torah, it's simply what we call Svara. Okay? How do we know? Amarta Kalvachomer. It's almost, what's a Kalvachomer? A fortiori. Okay? It's a, if this is this way, how much the more so? How much the more so? If you're going to be satiated and you bless God, shouldn't you bless God when you're hungry and you have food in front of you? Okay? It's not a biblical source, it's a rational thinking. You're going to be satiated, you thank God, thank God for all the food I got. Shouldn't you thank God when you're really hungry and there's food in front of you? I'm, that's, this is the proof of it. This is the proof, but it's not from the Torah. That's why everybody knows you do Mimotzi, but the real, if you're going to do Midoraita, you really have to do Birkat Amazon. That's already, we've talked about, that's already a separate story. That's purity issues to a large extent too. Okay, they're, they're used with all kinds of things. Okay, but that's a, they're just doing Birkat Amazon here, etc. Okay, Rabbi. Rabbi Omer, why is my notes so written parentheses? Because it's it's square brackets. When you have square brackets in in the book, it means it should be added to the manuscript. When you have round brackets, it should be deleted. So it, the square brackets means you read it. So you're 
Okay, I don't need all of these particular things that we all had went through all of them. Okay? Because you try to add Elokeinu in it, and that's, you all know the verse, that's where you get, ultimately, Zimun, the Rabotai Nevareh. Because that, to be honest with you, doesn't make sense in the midst of Aretz and Tov and all those kind of things. It's a different verse. Okay? Mi gadlu nashem iti nafka. We re- take it out as lo nafka as lo tzi. We we relearn it from gadlu lashem iti and ramashmo yachtav. Next, alars. That that's what I arts. Okay, that's the berkata arts is ha'ar alars hatov. That's bonei yerushalayim. Okay. What's the diff? Why did we have Rabbi Yehuda come? Rabbi Yehuda basically says Birkata Mazimun is not. It does not come from the same verses. Okay. If you look above, you have the Tanu Rabbanan Vachalta Vesavata Zol Birkata Zan Et Hashem Alokecha. He says is the Zimun. Rabbi Yehuda basically says it's not from our verse whatsoever. It's to praise God's name, Gadlu Lashem Itin Ramashamo Yaftav. The rest is the same. Allah Aretz is a Aretz. Hatova is Yerushalayim. How do I know that? Aharatova Tazevla Abnon. Hatoveini Meiti. Okay? You'll notice it says not from Asher Natan Lach. It comes from Yavne. So they all agree on the text. We're all good on the text. The question simply is, what is the source? Where do we know these things from? Again, that's not unusual for a Talmudic section or Midrash Halakha section, trying to figure out exactly what's the halachic basis of the practices which are already in place. Okay? You can imagine, I get lots of questions of, why do we do this? How come? Can't we do? Etc. Alright? We know we do this, but why? Sometimes... Well, because that's what we do. Sometimes it's, that's the halacha, various things. Sometimes, well, that's what we do, and others do that. And sometimes it's simply custom, inhag. So, okay? So it depends to, to some extent, too, but I get asked, as you can well imagine in this creation, how come? Why? Do I have to? <laughs> no, that, uh, that one I don't respond to. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, you know, so... so uh, the, the, and this is though the rabbis are saying we already have Birkat Amazon. it was done it wasn't they weren't making it up we already have the liturgy but where do we get the text from how about I can't hear sorry. the shortened version is much later um, and I don't know exact origins there are different ones the, even the conservative movement has different ones to be able to recite it you have to be able to recite certain things. You have to be able to recite the brachot, 
Okay, you have to be able to recite the, the Hazan. You have to be able to recite the whole paragraph of Hazan. You have to at least do the beginning and end of Al Aras Al Amazon. You have to do begin of a little bit of Nichama and Uvnei Yushalayim and the last one. So there, there are the men's club has a version which they use here at breakfast on Sunday, which is like the most abbreviated I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, but conservative movement made it up too. It's okay. The one that's in here is the one that most of us have been used to and is probably pretty close to the one that Ramah uses, although not perfect. I have another one, another source that was actually agreed to by all of the, the arms of the movement and I use it when I go to teach in, in the loop because they're, port- they're portable with me, either in the loop or here in the suburbs. It's a diff- little different text and that one is the, sort of the last one that's been approved by everybody. The text in the Sim Shalom is a little different again. So you have various versions, even in the conservative movement, which is, you know, the usual stuff is we're all over the place. Uh, but you're there, for halakhically, you need certain kernels to be able to recite from here. This is the kernels of what has to be recited. The same kind of thing, you know. Well, what is Rabbi Saib Benchen? Let's bless God. There's no, you know, the, the same kind of thing. Brich Ramachrana is bless God. Rahman is God. Is it Gomorrah, is it Gomorrah based? I, I, that part I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to say I don't know the source of it. But, it, you know, again, you know, if you, 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 again, look at the first one. Sometimes you'll see in, in the phrase, in, in even our books, Rabotai Nevarev, sometimes you see Chavei Rai Nevarev, Chavei Rai Vachavrotai Nevarev, Rabbenin Zilbenshin, I mean, you know. Yeah. merely an invitation all right El Ainley okay so the first one we had with the Tanu Rabbanan was a, spa, a logical thing you're gonna bless God when you're satiated shouldn't you bless God when you're getting food and you're hungry this one is already biblical. It says, When God gives it to you. And when does God give it to you? Before you eat. Not gave it to you, as such, when God gives it to you. And therefore, at that point, you should bless God with Hamotzi or Boramia, Zanot or Boripia, Eitz, or whatever the case may be. I don't have to go through all of these biblical verses, what they're saying. That's why you, now you know why. The, the previous states, Rabbi Yehuda, you have a notzoriyach too. Okay? It's a common language in this case of disagreeing with the previous statement. Okay? That's why it was added in. And when you have square brackets in a manuscript, that's meant to, to be read. When you have round brackets, the, the, the code is as such that you don't read it. A note doesn't mean you don't have to say the blessing. No. It means you don't need that reason. I, I, right. A note I don't have to go through all of these crazy things to find out the reason. I got another reason for you. Exactly. No. It does have nothing to do with the blessing itself. It's the ra- it's the rationale behind the blessing. Okay. You should. Okay. Okay. God's going to bless your bread and your water. Okay? It's in uh, Mishpatim, if I remember correctly. Al Tikre. Al Tikre, Uverach, 
Ubareth. Okay, so keep going. Karui. Okay, so what don't read, remember the Torah doesn't have vowels, so it's not, there's a Ketiv and a Kri. Don't read it as Uberach, God will bless your bread and your water, but Uvarech, you should bless your bread and your water, and when does does bread, when do you, Vematai Karui Lechem, when is it called really bread? Before you eat it. Meaning that's the background of why why you say the blessing, you should bless the bread and the water. When is it really when you have lechem, when you call it, when you are ready to eat the lechem, and you should say, Hamosi lechem and arts, whatever the case may be. Not a great proof. Not a great proof. But again, it's clear that there was this custom of saying the blessing before, but they don't have a source for it. The Chalta Verachta is pretty clear. You should eat, be satiated, satisfied, and bless. Birkat Amazon, you know, easy thing. Just give me the blessings they're supposed to say. But Hamotzi, Birkat when I do all that stuff. So one says, you're going to bless afterwards when you're satiated. Shouldn't you bless when you see food for the first time when you're hungry? All right? And the other one says, well, I'm going to play on the biblical verse to show you that it really comes from the Torah. Not uverach, uvarech. Bless the bread and the water when it's bread and water. And you haven't eaten it already. Before you eat it. A note sarich again, okay? Okay, friends, that's why, again, now you can see why in the beginning they suggest that it. There's a pattern. There's a linguistic pattern. And in each case it is, you don't have the, that explanation. I have another explanation for you. Abamata. Okay, so this comes from Shmuel, and it has to do with Shmuel going to find Saul to crown him as king. Okay, there are different stories of the kingship. Shmuel agreeing to do it, God sending him. Shmuel disagreeing to with him when the people come to him. In this case, how does he know he's supposed to find him? Okay, how does he know he's supposed to know who Saul is? So it says in the, the text, you know, when you come to the city, that's Shaul. Beterem is before Ya'aleha Bamata, when you go up to the Bama as such, before you begin your eating. People aren't going to eat until he comes. He's going to say the blessing over the sacrifice. The sacrifice was be able to eat food. You could eat food when there wasn't a temple outside the temple precincts, and it would be called a sacrifice as such. Deuteronomy, to a large extent, disallows a lot of that, unless unless it's for your own food as such. Um, and then all the people who have been called will eat. So, why do we have to go? I'm not going to again say much about the next phrase. Why do we have to? 
could tell this whole story of how to find Saul. The next one. Dabraniyotin. Dabraniyot. Not here. Huh? Not here. Because the women tell stories. Right. Are great gossipers and speak a great deal. Uh, true. Okay, Bernie, you can deal with that one. I said I wasn't going to give the poli good political stance one, but thank you. So, all right. But it basically means they're going to tell you exactly what to do because you can't trust the women. Okay, they're going to speak and tell gossip and everything else under the sun. Ushmuel Amar. So all the people can see the beauty, but it's not really the beauty in this case. I mean, David was supposed to be beautiful. David, Alright, what's the rest of the words? We all dance, you all dance a song. Okay? He was supposed to be beautiful. Saul was not. But what, is, what does it mean, beautiful in this case? And this is, a very, this is actually a phrase used in, in many times in Hebrew, the next one. No, no, you see. It means from his shoulders up, he was higher. It means he probably was tall, etc. But we do say, when you say somebody's what do you mean? Right, exactly. You can still hear it sometimes. He's a real excellent person. He excels in what he's doing. Right, exactly. He's the top. He's the top of the top. Okay? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So, what they're saying, how do you know it? Okay? How do we know this Saul in all these cases? We have this, basically, because he's supposed to say the blessing before he eats. Right? That's the key. But now that they got the phrase, they're saying, why do you have to go through all of this? Women are talkers, it will take too long. How do I know it's Shmuel? How do Shmuel know it's going to be Saul? because of his yof yo so he was going to go up on the bama so everybody could see him the Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan says kingship doesn't really touch itself to something else in this case it's to Shmuel's nevuah afilu kimlo nima even for something very, very small, basically. Nima normally means a hair, if I'm not mistaken. How do they translate in English? Mm -hmm. Hair breath. Hair breath, okay, yeah. Hair breath. Nothing's very, very small. All right, so he had to be seen as something beyond everything. Okay? So if you read Rashi, it says, Lefisha Shmuel Ayam Manhig et Yisrael. Shmuel was the leader. Vishul Ayanotel et Asaram, Mishad Diber Shmuel Elav. And all of a sudden, Sarai took the kingship, he took the, the regnancy, as soon as Shmuel spoke to him. The Orach Tvarim Akav Lefishana. And you wanted to take some time until you recognized there was an interregnum as such. There was a transition. There was one administration to the next. <laughs> so one, one should therefore have that kind of thing. And that's why it took a little while. This, this is sort of a, you know, a secondary thing because it's not as important to us. But what is important is the, because Shaul didn't, went up there to do the blessing. Okay? So what do we have? We have Birkat Amazon. We have the blessings. We know where we put Ritzay. 
We know now approximately where it comes from, the Torah, a little bit of a disagreement. We know where Atova Metiv comes from, Beitar. We know that there is no real statement in the Torah about blessing beforehand. We have to either use it through our logic, or we kind of find verses which may have some sort of sense, because they were saying it already, and you have to tie it to a biblical source. Questions? Okay, so, there are five things up here. People haven't, please take. We'll see you next week. Have a good Thanksgiving.